Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. This is how we know that we love God's children, when we love God and obey his commandments. But this is what love for God is, to keep his commands. And his commands are not a burden, because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. Who is the one who conquers the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Jesus Christ, he is the one who came by water and blood, not by water only, but by water and by blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, this text is a difficult one. First John is always a difficult one. It, it brings us so many things that look like contradictions on the outset, and yet things are, are fleshed out for us rather simplistically. And that worries us because we like complicated. Whether we think about it or not, we like complicated things, especially when it comes to our religion. Here we have this declaration that everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, saying that something that sounds like a physical thing, birth, actually comes by trust, by trusting that Christ is who he says he is, that Jesus is the Christ. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. This goes back to that John 3 text, right? Having been born again, born from above, born outside of ourself, born outside of uh, what it says in John 1 about uh, it, that we're, we're birthed by God, that we're not birthed by our own will or the will of our parents or, or genetic uh, uh, makeup, but that it is by God, something outside of us, and that our belief is something that comes from that birth. And so those that do not believe, if you're listening today, beg and pray for God's new birth in you. Part of that comes from baptism, where you are buried with Christ and raised to new life in him. And that, that through going through baptism, in part, is this, is this step of faith and trust that something as ordinary, as simplistic, as a little splash of water in a few words does something. But it does this application of the promise upon you, the, the proper application of the pronoun, as Luther says. And then it says, and everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. And this can be a couple of different, go a couple of different directions. It can talk about how uh, that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, though the one who believes have been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one that, that has been birthed by him, meaning that, that our love of God is our love of our siblings in Christ as well. And it's actually the interesting thing, as I've been longer in ministry, it is much harder to get Christians to love each other than it is for Christians to love the world. In the sense of it's, it's much harder for a church to get along and to love one another than it is for us to go out and love strangers we've never met who are not part of our church. Because being connected to our church, we, we start to know each other more. We start to know each other's sins. It's just like marriage. The marriages that last realize that both people are broken, sinful people and know that we are in need of God's mercies each day. 
And then it says, this is how we know that we love God's children. When we love God, when we, when we, when we love him, yearn for him, desire him, and obey his commands is what my text says. The word obey often means to listen, to have our ears open, to hear them. And part of this command goes back to trust, to belief. That is, that is the very first command that we're given above everything else. Yes, love one another. Yes, please do that. But before you do that, you can love one another all you want, but without love of God, without trust that God will love you, even if you have a bad day of loving your neighbor, without that, we're just the Rotary Club. We're just the Lions Club. We're just some fraternal organization without Jesus. But trusting of what it is that God has done, this command that he brings to us that says, repent and believe the gospel. Turn away from the things that, that drive us from God, that take us away from God, that we, that we uh, allow ourselves to be lashed to and be sucked in by God instead. Repent and believe is that call of Christ upon us. That is that first command above all other things. For this is what love for God is to keep his commands. And what is that command? But trust me, hold to me, cling to me, abide in me. That's what we heard today in church, abide in me. For this is what love for God is, to keep his commands and his commands are not a burden. Why are they not a burden? Because it doesn't take anything for you to trust. You just say, okay, I trust you. And that's actually harder, I think, but it's not a burden. It's not something that we have to work for, that we have to sweat over. Instead, it's something that we say, okay, God, you told me to trust you. And you said that you're going to do this thing. I'm going to trust you. But, all right, let's go here. And then we just get amazed by how much God's care has been placed in our lives. Because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. Do you see it? Do you see it yet? That, that we want to make we want to make the commands of God this thing that we do. Go and do. We're here, he's saying, trust, believe above everything else. All that other love stuff, that's gonna come. Because this birthing of God is gonna be the spirit enveloping you to help you love. But until then, trust me that what I say is true, that I've got your back, that I am your God. We cling to that. Because then it says, who is the one who conquers the world, but the one who what? Believes that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is who he said he is, and he has done what he said he would do, which is to defeat sin, death, and the devil, to take all my sin upon himself, on that cross, bury them in the tomb, and rise again, leaving them there dead, buried, gone, and I cling to him above everything else. Above everything else, I am his. Jesus Christ, he is the one who came by water and blood, not by water only, but by water and by blood, and the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. This goes back to our Acts text. The fact that we beg and yearn for the Spirit to do his work in and among us, to send us forth in the, into the world as God's children, trusting wholeheartedly 
that whatever may assail us, whatever may hit us, whatever may hurt us, we are still within the realm of his love and mercy and grace. And we trust him even when the lights go out, even in the dark, to know that he will be our God and we will be his people. And all because of what Christ has already done for us, that him being the Son of God in the world means that he is that Christ, the one who comes to save you. Let us pray. O God, you have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. Pour into our hearts such love for you, that loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises which exceed all we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow.